Okay, good morning. Bershut Rabbi Kron. So we are on Yud Tes Amid Beis. Um, just to review where we're up to, um, the, the major topic that we've been involved in for the last long time has been the concept of uh, Pesha Asr Hushahitr, that if um, a person is the one who is bringing information that's not available from another source, that gives him some level of belief reliability to make some additional statement that um, potentially uproot something or potentially um, protects them from something or whatnot. So where we then evolved to talking about in the last Mishnah, the concept of a star and witnesses where we talked about where there's a star, where a star is alone potentially between person A and person B. The Bezdin, when they would um, have a dispute about the star, they would seek to certify the star by one of three methods. The first of the methods is to have the witnesses come in and say, yes, we signed this. The other two methods involve other people besides the witnesses. And the discussion is all around where the witnesses are, that, are, the, are the ones who certify the star. Therefore, they're in the Pesha Asar category. And then they add some other factor which either says that they were disqualified to be as witnesses or some other thing about the star itself that makes it um, an invalid star. So in, in essence, they're doing, they're certifying the star, and then the question is, can they then um, disqualify the star in one way or the other? So um, generally, we had some back and forth, but there were two core reasons where we didn't allow that to happen. Number one is because there's a concept of once there's a testimony that certifies something done, they don't have the right or ability to, um, to, to make a secondary testimony, despite the fact that there might be Pesha Asar. And the second, second scenario is they're not allowed to say something that's self-incriminating. So, for example, if they said that they were forced or bribed to do it, you wouldn't necessarily believe them. Um, and that led us into the last case, which we talked about, or the, pre, the, the case we talked about last time, which is a Sharamana. Sharamana is a um, doc, a certified loan document, but the loan never happens. So person A and person B create this loan document. They have it written and signed and witnessed, but there was never a loan. You know, and theoretically, the reason they're doing this is that they want to have it ready for a future loan to happen. But um, that's the discussion is that there's it's a bad practice. That there's a pasuk that calls it potentially an avla, an injustice. And therefore, um, people are not, it's, it's not a good thing to do. And therefore, if witnesses say that they signed, they, they were, yes, they signed the star, but it was a star of mana, they're not believed potentially because it's um, self-incriminating and it's a bad thing to do. So then we, then we ended off with a discussion about um, a star of mana and a star moda. A star moda is where um, the, there, there's a sale between party A and party B, and the seller, at the, the witnesses say the seller at the time of the sale said, I am selling this under duress. I do not want to sell this, but the guy says he's going to murder me if I don't sell it. And the witnesses, um, therefore, are saying that, yes, we signed it, but it was a charmo so it should have, in reality, been an invalid sale. And where we ended off was with a, um, there were basically two opinions. The first opinion was the opinion of Rav Nachman. Rav Nachman says they are not believed. So he says a Sharamana and a Sharmoda, in both cases, they're not believed. And then the opposite opinion is Marbaravashi, who says 
the Shtaramana, they're not believed, but the Shtaramodaa, they are believed because they um, they had to, they, they did it for the right reason. They did it because the guy was going to suffer badly if they didn't help him execute this document. And therefore, they're not, it's not considered an avla, it's considered a um, helping him out, and therefore they're believed to undo it. So, um, so where we are now is... Um, where it says Balamine Rava Mirav Nachman, which is about halfway down. Baamine is the first word on the on the line. So it's literally about halfway down. So the Star Mana, is yeah. there a date on the Star Mana? I don't know, probably. I don't know for sure, but potentially, yeah. Because it says a loan happened. Maybe it does or maybe it doesn't, I don't know. Because it says a loan happened and signed, whatever. So it talks about a loan as if it happened. Right. Whether it's dated or not, I don't specifically know. Okay, so now we're going to talk about um, a tnai, a condition. So just the, the scenario here is, and tomorrow we'll talk this, but talk it outside for a second. The scenario here is that there's a star between person A and person B. Let's say it's a loan between person A and person B. And the witnesses say, in addition to what's written in the document, there's an unwritten condition that was here. So, for example, making something up, let's say that there's a star that says someone is going to borrow, person A borrows a thousand pounds of bricks from person B, um, and that's what it says in the star. But there's a condition that says, I'm going to return it to the person's garage, and instead he leaves it in front of his front door. So the witnesses say there was this unwritten condition, and the question is, and the question is, what does that mean by the condition? Does it mean when they say the condition is unfulfilled, meaning that that the low that this is an this is an incomplete um, that, that they're they're basically uprooting the agreement because they said that this the the, the agreement as written is an incomplete writing and therefore it's a not a valid star, or are they just adding something on top of it? And we'll talk about what the differences are as we go into it. So Baimine. So we ask, so Rava asks of Rav Nachman, and remember Rav Nachman said he doesn't believe the witnesses whether it's a star of mana or a star of moda. In either case, he doesn't believe him. So they, they ask him, if the witnesses come and they say, um, we, when we signed this document, there was a tenai. So this tenai, again, is not written into the star, but he says there is a, um, there is a condition. Right, so what would Rav Nachman say? Moda v'amana, when it came to a moda, moda and amana, in those cases, the reason that, is the reason that he says that you don't believe in either case, is that in that case, they're basically revoking the document. They're saying what it says in the document is not accurate. Uh, yes, we signed it, but what it says in the document is not accurate. There was a secondary condition, so... Um, it's not just that there was a loan of bricks, but there was also a condition of how it's supposed to be transported, and therefore it's not valid. The high Nami Kai, and therefore, in the case of Sharamana and Sharmoda, they're trying to, he says, you're not allowed to, they're not valid because they're uprooting the document. And in our case, Nami Kai Akrostar, in our case as well, the stipulation is basically uprooting the the star, it's saying it's not a it's not a valid star, and it's not, it's, and therefore that's why they're not believed. Odilma maybe tonight milsa achrisahi. Know that the, when they're adding tonight, it's just adding a clause. It's basically saying yes, this is a document, it's a valid document, we certify the document, 
but there's this additional clause. So they're not saying something to quote-unquote pasal the star. They're basically adding on information. Um, so Rabbi says, when they would come to us for um, into our Bezdin when they held the document and they would say that there was a Tanai, Amrina Lehu, Zil Kame Tanaihu, Vichusiladina. They would tell the people who um, they would tell the parties, go fulfill your part of the Tanai and then come back to us. So meaning that they would believe the witnesses in essence. So he's saying that they would if, if they said there was this Tanai he would accept what they said, and he wouldn't allow um, he wouldn't allow enforcement of the star until they went ahead and fulfilled their condition. So basically, he's saying that he is agreeing, he's believing the witnesses, which implies that it's not um, theoretically uprooting the star; it's just adding this additional condition. Okay, next, similar similar related condition. Oh, aid Omar tonight, the aid Omar Eino tonight. So you have two witnesses that came. They both certify the sh- their signatures on the star, but one of the witnesses says yes, but there was a, there was a tenai, and the second witness says there was no tenai. So what do you do in that case? Amara Papa, Rapapa says Tarvayu Bishitra Maaya Kamisade. Both of them are certifying the star that has no um, no tenayim, no no conditions with it. So they're both certifying this document as is. The high, the kamratanai, havalei chat. And there's one of them that's coming along and saying, in addition to this star that we're both certifying, there's this other element, there's this other condition. And the, and the one witness is not significant where there are two witnesses. So basically, you take the fact that you had two witnesses that certified the star. And you ignore the fact that there's a one witness that's coming along and adding it tonight. Maskivle Rav Huna Rav Yeshua, but he um, asks on this, or he asks this, Ihachi, if the case is so that once you have witnesses that signed and that you consider the the star certified, Afilu Tarvayu Nami, even if both of them then come and say that there was a tonight. They shouldn't be believed because basically you're doing two separate, you know, you view it as two separate things are happening. Once they say, yes, we signed it and we certifying it, that's action A. And the second thing is like it's completely second, secondary testimony, right? Um, and therefore, it's considered as if they are, um, like we said earlier, if the witnesses, once they give their first testimony, they can't come along and give a secondary or, or change testimony. So as if they stay, they testified A, and then they're coming along and they're changing what they said. So therefore, why would Rav Nachman allow this to happen? El Amrinan Hainulamikar Tadayu Kasi. We must we we have to say that that um, that they're um, that that these witnesses what they're basically doing is they're coming to undo. Their earlier, um, their earlier certification. So they said A, and they're coming to do something different. They're coming to say, um, to challenge. They're, they're saying yes, we certify it. it is one thing, and then they're challenging what they already said. Um, so the question is, is that challenge, is it something that's considered valid? Hi, sadusikase. It therefore it should be um, similar that if one witness comes along. And he says there was a stipulation, there was a tanai, 
he's basically challenging his own testimony, right? So you have the case of either whether it's two two witnesses that come along and they say, um, yes, it's certified, yes, these are our signatures, and there was a Tanai. They're basically, quote unquote, invalidating their certification, or it's one witness coming along invalidating his certification. And this goes back to the thing we talked about yesterday and the day before and last week about that potentially what we're doing here is we're following Rav Huna, where Rav Huna basically said that the concept is where the um, there's when there's not a, there's what we're saying is there's not a need for certification because his opinion is that when the when the when the borrower writes the note himself there's therefore no need for the certification so it's as if their testimony is meaningless their first testimony is meaningless so therefore you only follow their second testimony that, that you basically you're accepting the star as is it's not that they're test they're testifying initially and that's what makes the star valid it's that they're they're there's another way that they're that we're validating the star by virtue of the fact that the borrower wrote the star himself and therefore you're really only listening to their second testimony and that's why Rav Nachman would believe the two witnesses <coughs> two witnesses signed the star and they died and two people come from the street and they say we know that this is their handwriting we are certifying it for we're certifying their star, aval anusimayu, but they were forced to sign. Katanamayu, they were too young. Psule edusayu, they were invalid witnesses. Hare elut neamanim, they are believed. So the question is, why? Why in this case? Because you know this is parallel to the Mishnah where we said that the witnesses themselves say are the ones who are coming in and they're and they're certifying it. Um, the question is, do we believe them if they make the exact same statements? So in the Mishnah, we said because of um, Pesha Asar, that perhaps that in that case, the witnesses um, witnesses would be believed to also say that these, these other points, and we went back and forth on it. But here you have completely separate people coming in, and they are effectively the Pesha Asar because they are effectively saying, the ones who are certifying the star. Um, are they then allowed to then say, yes, they, they, these are their signatures, but they, it was an invalid transaction. So we say, they are believed. Why do they have to be dead? Why do the... Are they don't necessarily, not love Dafka, they have to be dead. They're just not here. Okay. So they could be on the other side of the world. So bottom line is two other witnesses. So we said there's three ways of certifying, right? So this is basically saying if you're using one of the other ways, which is other witnesses come along and they certify the signatures and they say, but we happen to know that this also happened. Um... Okay, very good. Okay, good. So, so, so it can go either way based on who you who you say. Good. I, I'm glad we brought Jonathan here today. Um, and they're believed. And now, if there's if there are also witnesses um, that say that that recognize the signature. So again, we said that there's that there's multiple ways of doing it, right? So you have other witnesses. Or there's another way of certifying the signature, as we said. If you had a, another certified document, there's another another document that went through the court and was certified that has their has their quote unquote certified signatures, 
right? So if you don't, if you're not dependent upon these other witnesses to certify, in that case, you would not believe them. So again, this, this is basically saying that if you're not dependent upon them, you don't believe this other testimony. If, you're, if it's not Pesha Asr, you don't believe them. So the question is, what do we do now? Do we collect in this case? So here we have a challenge. We had witnesses A that said one thing and witnesses B that said another thing. What do we do now? Vamai, Trey, Utre, Ninhu. So we have two against two, right? We have um, two two witnesses that are saying one thing and two witnesses say another thing, right? Amrav Sheishes, Zos Omeres, Hakshasa, Tleles Huzamahi. This is why it's good that Harvey's here today. That when you are, um, when you have a contradiction between witnesses, it's basically the beginning of the Hazama process. So when you learn about Adim Zomimim, um, the way Adim Zomimim works is Adim Zomimim don't, is a case where you had witnesses that testified that they saw something happen, and you have another set of witnesses. The other set of witnesses are not disputing what the witnesses are saying, but they're saying it is impossible for those witnesses to have seen this. So they're not saying, until you have witnesses that come along and they say, we saw um, person A kill person B in front of the bank on Cedar Lane, and the other witnesses say it's impossible for you to have seen them because at the same time I saw you in the American Dream Mall, and it's impossible for you to have seen it. Um, and you can't do when you have the witnesses that come along to make uh, in the Adim Zomimim process. They have to state this in the presence of the witnesses they're challenging. So the witnesses that are coming along and saying you could not have seen this have to say that in front of those witnesses. You can't contradict witnesses except in front of them. So perhaps what we're saying here is that because they're um, challenging witnesses that are either dead or not here for whatever reason, maybe it's similar to the process of Adam Zobimim and you wouldn't follow along with that. Amalei Rav Nachman, Rav Nachman argues back, Ilu haya kaman If the, they were in their presence when they contradicted them, meaning even if they, the, the people that signed it and were there and the people who were challenging them were there, Havei hachasha lo haya mashkichen behu. It would be considered, would it be considered a valid contradiction? It would be considered a valid contradiction and we would um, we would say, you know what, it's unclear to us what we're doing here, and therefore they put everything on ice. In other words, they don't allow it to be enforced. Um, so even if they were in front of it and there was a two against two, they would, it would, be, a, it would, be, it would be unclear what they should do with the star. So perhaps they wouldn't go forward and, and, and enforce the star. Hasha delisnu. And now when, now when we have, they're not here, Maybe if they were in front of us, they would admit what they did. Um, are we, can we believe what they said? So in other words, we have this, this, you know, this, we have this, it's unclear what we should do now. Rav Nachman says, We take the two witnesses um, who say that it's, who it says that it's invalid against the two witnesses who signed it. And we leave the money 
where it belongs. In other words, we leave it where it is. You know, we leave it in whoever's holding it now. Um, similarly, Mide Dahave the Varshtaya. So there was a story about this guy, Varshtaya. Varshtaya was a person who it was known that he would have some sort of um, periodic mental um, issue where he would be considered um, not in his full capabilities. Um, he sold some property. Asu betray Aravishu Shatazabin and two witnesses come later and they said he sold it when he wasn't when he wasn't sane at the time. And two other witnesses come and say, you know what? No, he sold it when he was in his full with his full capabilities. So two say he was it wasn't an appropriate sale, and two say it was an appropriate sale. Um, Rav Ashi, Oki you take two against two, and you leave it with where where it is. And we'll conclude with this next piece. We would only do this, we only leave it with Barshatya when we know for sure that this is his property that he inherited from another source, from his father. But if there's not a Chazaka that he owned it from outright, we could say that when he bought it, he wasn't in his capabilities. And when he sold it, he wasn't in his capabilities, and we would leave it with whoever he sold it to. So if he owned it from his as an inheritance, we would leave it with Barshatye. But if he did if he didn't, where he bought it at one point and he sold it at another point, and it's unclear to us at what state he was in either case, we would leave it with whoever he sold it to. So with this we'll pause. We'll pick up Mr. Shem again next week on Tuesday because Monday is Rosh Hodesh. Everyone should have a wonderful day.